All right, hello, welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. We are back to playing Werewolf the Apocalypse tonight. We've got a full crew, uh, and uh, yeah, we'll get right back to uh, the Adventures in Cabbage Kaiju thingies. Because uh, I'm still, <laughs> I've, been, I've been kicking myself for a week because I couldn't think of a better word, and just cabbage just came to my head. Uh, so now it's a cabbage kaiju. So it's it's canon now, and uh, it's forever going to be here. So uh, so whatever World of Darkness game we play later. There will be a cabbage monster in it because it's it has to be now. Uh, but yeah, we're back. We'll uh, we'll fill in Aaron on what uh, what went down with the stargazers down in Florence, and we'll see what they want to do as they uh, as we know where Echo Labs folks are going to be soon. So we'll see if we uh, we go back and, and beat them up or something. Uh, but before we do that, why don't we go ahead and introduce everybody? Uh, everyone can tell you who they're playing, and we can get started. So Jeremy, tell us uh, tell us about Eustace. Yeah, I'm playing uh, Eustace Hart, Philotics Hart Warden, pretty even-keeled guy, overall pretty nice, and, uh, you know, old, apparently, for a werewolf. Uh, mm -hmm. Getting along okay. Going to go back home and uh, hang out with the Spectre in the bar. Yep. Yeah, top, the top three, or I would say Eustace, Selena, Duke, all old. Uh, Lou, 30s, I think. And then Jacques is mid thirties. Yep, for a fourteen-year-old right. kid, I think that's reasonable. So mm. when the youth, uh, when the youth movement uh, overthrows all the boomers in the sept, uh, it, Jacques cool. Uh, yeah, Lou, mm, right on that. Who knows? Nice. I, I have a kid in the right age, and that's got to give me some credits. Well, so they'll probably be okay with Lucas, but they're going to be like, ah, oh, she got a kid. Oh god, uh, that could be that. So I know. terrible we'll children. <laughs> it's true. That's actually true. Uh, next up. Uh, Melissa, tell us about uh, Selena Bendis. Uh, yeah, so Selena is our uh, theurge of the Children of Gaia. Um, she's been uh, pleasantly surprised by sort of the diplomacy that's been going on of late, um, and she'll get back to Krenos form at some point. Um, quiz for you, Do you know the Children of Gaia's patron spirit? Unicorn. All right. Well done. Eustace, do you, uh, what are you, Hart? And do you know, the, you know the Hart Wardens, right? Yeah, it's a stag. There you go. There you go. I saw the change in your uh, coloring on your face as you switched <laughs> to a different screen. <laughs> I was like, I was just looking at that page on the sheet, but I'm going to look at it again just because I always doubt myself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, all right. Next up, uh, Duke. Evan, tell us about Duke. Uh, yeah, I'm playing Duke Dustfang. He is, I don't know if he's the oldest one. Maybe he might be the, we're all kind of old. It all blends together our ages. He's the oldest acting. <laughs> Not we're all. Don't lump us all together. We're all old. Um, he is the Silver Fang Galliard, the peacekeeper, cartographer, mediator, you know. Not the fighter. That is not him. He is just yeah. the one that puts the bodies in front of him and tells them to go do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you know your patron spirit as a silver fang? Falcon. Hey, look at this. Look at this. Everyone can read their character sheets. Awesome. I knew uh, before you asked. Because <laughs> I because I asked Melissa and everyone else quickly. Like, look, look. <laughs> I knew what it was. Uh, Lou, uh, bonjourno. Uh, go ahead and tell us about uh, about Lou there, Kipser. Terrible, terrible person. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Luriel is a uh, 
uh, Ragabash Glasswalker, who is, uh, she's got a kid who's about 14, who recently had an incident with some zombies that is not her fault, uh, but she is causing, <laughs> don't, don't okay, <laughs> I don't sarcastically okay that. Um <laughs> Uh, she is a detective, paranormal investigator type, uh, was very fascinated by the Cabbage Patch child uh, that Jeff put out, but uh, did not want to actually get close to it. Well, I think we're going back, so you still have a chance. Don't worry about that. Hey, uh, quiz for you. Uh, do you know uh, who the Gate Stalkers patron spirit is, Lou? The Gate Stalkers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different. Yeah, different. Different well, it's just because I interact with the spiders all the time. Um, yeah, that one's too easy. It was too easy. <laughs> we, we, I knew gate you. Gate walkers. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Gate. Uh, gate stalkers. Gate stalkers. Gate. They're called the, they're, they're the North Wind while uh, Kipser looks that up. She's supposed to be tech savvy. That's that's not that Google food. It's pretty <laughs> unimpressive. Uh, and then uh, and then finally, uh, Aaron, tell us about Jacques. Uh, Jacques Wyclaw was. Uh, Born a wolf in the hills of West Virginia, a red talon under the full moon, the warrior's moon. Uh, he is a, a stern and firm believer in Gaia's law, the protection of the green mother, the death of the virus of humanity if it's required, and the destruction of the weaver and the worm. Very nice. Very nice. Um, do He's we want to... I figured you would know the answer. Uh, so do we want to say that uh, Jacques was with you, with the group and like just in the background or do we want to say Jacques was doing something else? I don't think we actually firmly it, made a decision I, one way or the other. If he wasn't around in the episode, I think he was probably off on his own. He's had he's been okay. so inundated with humanity lately. I think he probably spent a couple, you know, as much time away just as a wolf as he could uh, manage. Fair enough. Fair enough. OK, so we'll say then because uh, we'll we'll pick up with because they, they were coming back to uh, the Karen. Uh, they were coming back. So uh, I think we'll be able to pick up there. All right. So quick summary. Last session, you all decided to head to one of the coordinates that you had discovered in that salvage Echo Labs data. Uh, a few days earlier, Adora had already sent a different pack within your set led by Bodhi Darkpaw uh, to investigate, but they never returned. And the coordinates themselves were only about 90 minutes uh, from your SEP. So it is kind of odd that in several days they didn't come back and there hasn't really been much communication. Hector Sunrunner, one of your newest, uh, one of your newest Garu, he was sent a little while later to see if he can locate them. He also disappeared. So you all eventually headed down there towards near Florence, Arizona. It's again, about an hour and a half to the south. So when you arrived, you discovered Whispering Sands. It's a housing development you had already looked up before it was in the middle of nowhere it was down this blockaded road you all stepped into the umbra you kind of hit your stuff you hit your car etc you stepped into the umbra, uh, umbra and you found that there is this massive gargantuan spirit uh very hungry uh that was essentially taking up the entirety of that housing development and just as you're about to go inside and push the membrane after you just tried to kind of feed it um you were stopped by what ultimately became a stargazer named Lucretia Nightburn, who warned you that doing that was essentially a death sentence. Uh, she brought you to a nearby camp. You guys came back out into the physical world, and there you met a pair of other members of her pack, Cannon Red Fever and Tycho Brightstar. And they explained how Darkpaw's pack 
uh, didn't heed their warnings uh, about this giant spirit in the housing development, basically being a pitcher plant in some ways. And uh, Bodhi kind of dismissed them for being stargazers and even forced one of their pack, uh, a man by the name of Orin Moonshadow, to essentially lead them inside. And so all of them uh, were trapped inside that giant spirit, slowly being digested. Uh, the she also gave me some background on themselves. They were essentially tenders and shepherds of this spirit, and they would lead this gigantic thing all around this circuit in the southwest, kind of feeding on these places where humans uh, kind of pushed their development too far uh, and kind of threatening Gaia in some particular way. So right now it's in a phase of digestion, and, in, and then eventually the development will be gone, and that's when they'll lift that spirit up and they'll kind of shepherd it somewhere else. Um, now, they were basically of the belief that your your people, their own uh, their own missing member, some of these echo lab scientists apparently that had come to kind of poke and prod, they were probably inside irretrievable. Uh, Hector, as we've already mentioned, was alive. They had just subdued him with some sleep dust, but they did freely give him back to you <laughs> despite his protestations. Uh, and Luc Lucretia also told you all uh, that most nights groups from echo labs uh, would show up. So they would come in on these helicopters and they would drop and they would kind of poke and prod the spirit. Uh, and she believes that they're effectively trying to capture it or subdue it in some particular way. And she ranted about how humans are already kind of ruining the physical world. And now they're trying to ruin the spirit world as well. Uh, and so you all said, you're going to take Hector back. Uh, you're going to inform a door about what was going on. And then you guys talked about coming back perhaps to maybe uh, confront some of those echo labs folks. Uh, so that's that's essentially the last session. So we'll pick up then uh, with you all back at Gaius Grove. You've got a brooding and petulant Hector uh, who has been with you this whole time, uh, who the whole ride back uh, has been questioning um, your commitment. Questioning we knocked him out. Thank you very much. He is. He not was doing witch. it in his dreams. Uh, mm. He was doing that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just sleep chunking a little bit here. It was just every now and then you just hear him <laughs> boomers, <laughs> cowards, boomers, uh, over and over and over again. Uh, you've got Adora, uh, Lucas and Riley are still resting. We'll say Jacques has returned. All of you are together. It's sunset, so it's not, it's like evening time, so the sun's still kind of going down a bit. Night is relatively soon. Uh, but I'll turn it over to you all. And what is your plan of action as everyone has now arrived at the set? Okay, Duke, you really do have to sit these children down and like, especially this one in the back that we knocked out, you need to like get control over this gossip. It's your responsibility. Okay, well, let's maybe, are we leaving tonight though, right? To go yeah. hunt? Well, we need to pick up yeah. Jacques and, and update him right. on the situation. Um, well, maybe tomorrow we can have a young wolf meet Cairn powwow for those that need to understand the Umbra and have an educational, supernatural class. Well, if the cabbage is still there, just showing that should make them piss their pants a little bit. Well, do we want to bring all of them to the cabbage? Yes. But then we have to bring them all into the Umbra. Yes. That's a lot of roles. Well, yeah, not all of, of us need to go in. People. Just just the kids quickly take a peek and then come back out again. They can't just look at our happy water spirit? I, I don't think it is uh, up and up with the riz of the children. The what? Uh, don't what? worry about it. 
What 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 are you what are you trying to do? What is this something Lucas said yesterday? I thought I would try to uh, weave Riz? it in there. Just just be just he, because he says it doesn't mean I, that you should say it. No, he no. told me just because he <laughs> didn't want to explain. The- it's it's charisma. Oh, okay. So I have yeah. a lot of Riz then. <laughs> yes, you oh, should go brag to even those better when young, you say it, Duke. Go brag to the new uh, folks about how much Riz you got. I am. I think that I'll make sure to lead with that when we start the class. In fact, I'm going to go get a burger and just sit and watch you talk about your Riz. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Should go well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lou, it's the fastest way to get Lucas to stop doing it. Is you just mm-hmm. take it up and you say it all the time, and then oh yes, yeah, yeah, he hates anyone. it when I do this. Yes, it's true. Mystery solved. Uh, what time is it? I guess. Uh, sunset evening, so the sun's still up. It's going down. Okay, west, so it's getting close to like us going back yeah. out. Okay, and again, you guys are only about an hour and a half away, so it's like basically an hour and a half drive. It's not that far. Yes, mostly we just wanted to drop Hector off before he woke up again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'll give Adora. Mm. Oh, he's a <laughs> Duke. This is your responsibility now. He starts waking up. Oh, I had the worst dream. I dreamt that my uh, my entire SEP community was filled with a bunch of elderly cow. Oh, it wasn't a dream. See, <laughs> wipes the sleep from his face. Jock, <laughs> Jock yips in humor. <laughs> Bringing him to Adora. Mm-hmm. And kind of escorting him. Okay. Uh, you'll find a door in the church. Uh, she uh, she has been keeping an eye on Lucas and Riley. She'll step out from their resting room and she'll. What have what, what have you learned? What have you heard? Um, where is I see you have Hector? That is that is good news. What about Bodhi? Mm, so the good news is there is Hector. The bad news is apparently where this echo lab is located, there is a, well, we saw it. There's on apparently there's a massive, massive cabbage spirit. That is. Yeah. It sounds less scary than it looks, but people are getting stuck in there. And apparently there were stargazers that warned Bodhi in the pack and they went in there and now they're stuck and can't get out and are being eaten. Can they be retrieved? From what we've heard, no. That and once you get in there, you lose even the Echo Lab, the who are those people called again? I don't know. The bad guys. Long those guys long are long. getting Oh, mm-hmm. you guys are here. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> <behind> you. <laughs> uh those people are also getting stuck inside so it sounds like it is the stargazer is saying this is just like a place to feed for this creature and whatever gets in there doesn't come out i see and you have only the stargazer's word to go on they're the only ones there well Trust your judgment, of course, but stargazers are notoriously fickle. It is not that they are good or evil, but they have a peculiar way about them, and they become entrenched in that way. Mm. Have you made any attempts to retrieve them. 
Or to even confirm that Darpa tried to go in, inside. but they, I don't even know how she really found us, but someone appeared and warned us to not go well, in. I was trying to do the right to let it feed on a different source and hopefully distract it so you could go through the membrane. Uh-huh. And I think that probably drew some attention because it wasn't exactly like a thing you can do subtly. And so when you attempted to perform something that might allow you to independently gain information, independently perhaps seek for your septmates, you were intercepted by a stargazer who provided you a very convenient story to send you away from the area. I mean, it wasn't really convenient. The creature is like skyscrapers big. I hear what you're saying. Like we we did spend a good bit of time talking with them, trying to get a feel for them. And I understand you can only assess somebody so much. I wouldn't say there's not some uh, uh, some truth in saying maybe kind of a trust but verify a thing. Like maybe now that we're not in their face, we're not going to like you know just directly conflict with them. Maybe we can do a little bit of our own research now that we have more information. I don't think yes. that's unreasonable. Well, spirits can get quite large. As you know, Eustace, the Umbra is filled with many spirits of a vast array of intelligence and power with designs that are far beyond our capabilities of understanding. These stargazers presume to know the motivations of this spirit, which, again, as you know, Eustace, is a very dangerous assumption to make. I think the first thing I would hope to look into, now that we can kind of step away, not immediately get into a fight with some people that are holding an unconscious member of our pack who likely would be at their mercy should we have started a fight. But now that I we see. have him safe, we have a moment to do some of our own research. One thing I think might not be a bad thing to look into, a spirit of that nature who would maybe look into a... I mean, basically, is it physically digesting them or because it's over in the spiritual world, is it more feeding upon their willpower? Um... Because if Did that's you the case, physically think, see their bodies? No. So, but the thing is, we do transport our bodies physically into that realm. Now, if it's physically eating upon them in that realm, shit, I don't know what to do. But if it's just drawn sustenance from their will, kind of like the way we usually lose a little bit of ourselves when we go in there, if that's the case, I feel like I've got a decent chance of at least going in and doing some reconnaissance because I can. Hold out for a little bit longer than some in that regard. Mm. And I'd be willing to if we think that's what it is. But I'd I'd really like to at least try and research that before I volunteer to just go plunging into the belly of the thing. I see. Right. And we have to also mention that one of their pack members got dragged in apparently by our pack. We don't know. But if that's true, then the stargazers would absolutely hate us. And probably kill Hector. So the fact that they didn't kill Hector and kept him alive is a little bit trustworthy considering the fact that 
they took what was presumed to be their leader, they said, of many, many years. Well, the fact that they did not harm Hector, I suppose, is a a positive sign. But um, if they I, if could. You, yes, yes. Um, another thing that is important to know is that uh, the... Uh, the TGG uh, company that we have been researching has been sending the people into the area and apparently every night they get some of them get eaten. So we are going to go back and observe what that is. Maybe while well, Eustace uh, takes a look around in the umber. Well, if what you say about the strength of the spirit is true and what you observed at the previous lab's location... It's not surprising, then, that they would be interested in this creature. We have a duty to protect it, do we not? Uh, yes, it's... Um, uh, did we tell you about Sasha Bennett and any of the information along that we found out? Uh, we'll assume that you... I mean, like you got it when you were last here, so we'll assume okay, that cool. she is up to speed. Dialogue. Um <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> oh god. The reading rooms. <laughs> I was just thinking right how much I would love to see a little rainbow thing go over the screen when you do know. that. <laughs> um so 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 sorry, I'm going to sit quietly in the corner for a bit until I get a hold of my voice again. Yes. Perhaps that is that is wise. <laughs> As I was saying, these, perhaps these stargazers told you true. Perhaps they have not lied. But Eustace, myself, we know as many and much about the spirit world as anyone within our sept, and we know only a fraction of an understanding of what what goes on there. So, just because they said something, they could say it in earnest, but it does not mean that they are fully knowledgeable. <laughs> For a Geralt to be fully knowledgeable of any spirit is very unlikely and presumptuous. One might it, even it did say seem, arrogant. It did seem that they were generally telling us what they believed i didn't get the sense that they told us everything but then again i don't know that we tell everyone anything the very first time we meet them that they seemed that they earnestly believed the things that they were telling us well as i said i trust your judgment if you think these stargazers are in fact true if you think they are friendly if they can be allies of our community, then I am happy to welcome them. But I would hope that we would extend every available step to recover our people, our wolves, just as they would extend to you. Well, if what you say is true or false, you could be losing ten wolves tonight. Or we could be recovering those we have already 
presumed to be lost. I am not in charge. This is not the way of our community. It is for you to decide, not for me. We, we knew we were going to go back, so perhaps we take the long way in the other direction and not through the umber and see what... Yeah, we could try to watch the humans and see, maybe use them as guinea pigs to see what happens if they try to enter, see if we do see any exit. Well, as I said, I trust in your judgment. And so, Jill, sort of bow out of the room at that point, return to where she's been, kind of keeping an eye on on Lou's uh, son and partner. Yeah, time is yours, guys. So I was, again, that conversation, half an hour maybe. So it's probably just the last slivers of daylight. Um, is the moon risen? Can I howl at it? You know what? <laughs> the moon has risen. I actually just rolled a tape. The moon has risen. Yes, excellent. Lou, Lou would like to howl at the moon, please, and get a rage we'll say, dice we'll back. It's a, it's a I feel like Lou's just looking out the window, looking out the window, looking out the window. Is it, is it, is it coming yet? <laughs> Goes to the howl, and then you realize it's just a reflection of oh, someone no, putting a light on behind you in the window. Ah, oh, dang it. So awkward. You just turns that back off. I can't see in the window anymore. Okay. Uh, so yeah, um, go ahead. Yeah. If you want to do your, your howl, uh, howling at the moon tonight, go right ahead. Um, and yeah, you guys just tell me what, what's your plan. Well, what do we want to do? I mean, <laughs> we can stake out, we can watch them, see what happens. I mean, this is a huge gamble if we're wrong. Jacques, Jacques wasn't there, obviously, but he is all for watching the humans and hopefully watching them die as they slip into the Umbra. So uh, I think, yes, well, a little I think recon. We yeah, recon. I agree. A little bit of observation is appropriate. And if they're if they are assaulting the spirit or trying to capture it, then we kill them. I or think if we, we do see signs that there is a way to enter. Right, and maybe I, we need to try the physical world. Mm-hmm. Right, because we don't think, yeah, at yeah. least at this moment, we don't think the this organization knows how to enter the Umbra. We know they're aware of spirits and supernatural. But if they're getting caught, right, and if we're on the physical side, perhaps you can still see them. Perhaps they're just like, you know, in a state of a coma or paralysis or something. So maybe since we never even investigated this place to begin with, we try visually from a, the physical world to see what happens and then... Maybe that gives us more information. I'm in support of this plan. Um, they made good arguments about what they were doing and why they were doing it, but it does feel awkward to just take outsider's word and not make another run at finding our... And they, I mean, they may believe what mm. they're saying, but that doesn't mean it's correct. That's right. the thing. They're, they're shepherding something that is massively greater than themselves. There's only so much they can really know. Well, they, also, could, they, they could teach us how to shepherd it, and we could move it into Phoenix and solve some problems. Put it right on top <laughs> of that old fuck. I mean, oh my gosh. 
Ah, but on Scottsdale. Well, yeah, I mean, I think what I was, I was thinking was um, like, is are, are spirits of that size like even shepherdable? Like, is their cause just, you know, like in their mind, right? If you can tame something that big, like maybe it just moves on its own accord when it is full and they just follow it versus them being like, oh, we guide it to the next location. There's a reason I would think that they maybe use like a stick with some string and some bait on it or something to move it along. Sure. But um, the reason that I would think that is because uh, why wouldn't the spirit who consumes the living forces not go into a city where there is so many more people? Maybe that would ruin the natural balance of things. I don't know. I mean, it's it, maybe it doesn't question. need to eat that much. We, like, we don't need to go into a store and eat all of the food in it. We just need enough to keep ourselves and the spirit, the spirit is a spirit of the wild, and the weaver holds the cities. Perhaps it can't breach mm. the weaver's territories until we destroy them ourselves. I just had to add that last part in. To leave the spiders alone. If we take our pack mate at his word. He was insistent. Everyone that came in was being drugged so that they could be fed to the spirit. But that wouldn't make sense why the leader got caught or is in there. Anything Hector says doesn't seem like a good idea to believe. For the the sake of arguments. I will say. We can assume. I want to do some reconnaissance, but I will say I would at least personally like to try and make an effort to look. If we can't find something in the physical world, I can sustain myself a little bit longer than some others in the spirit world. I propose we don't send all the whole lot of us in. You know, don't throw good money at bad, so to speak. But um, I would want somebody to make an effort for me, which means I should make an effort for somebody else. Then let's go. We waste the night. Okay. Uh, like to attempt to heal before we go. How rage Oh, yeah, yeah. Any kind of, um, any any other prep things that you guys want to do now before you head back, just call it out um, and make your rolls. Uh, if that's what you're, if you're trying to, you're doing, you're just doing your regen, Selena. Is that what you're trying to do? Uh, attempting to, because I tried last session and failed, so. Okay. So you just sort of like shift over in the Glabro or Hispo or something. Yeah, so okay. got to do a rage check to get in, and then yep. two, one rage check to heal. Okay. Uh, was anyone else doing any kind of preparation or anything like that? Any healing or any anything like that? Oh, I already rolled my Shock is good. I only have one dice. Um, Lou would quickly pop in uh, and check on, on Lucas, uh, just make sure that they're both okay. Riley and Lucas yeah. are all right, and then head back. Well, Lucas definitely... trying to be a good mom. Is improving. He looks fine. Uh, he's probably got some kind of, I don't know, does he have like a switch or something, maybe? I don't know. He's uh, sort of playing around on. Um, you see that when you pop in, like Adora is is literally like changing some of, some of Riley's bandages. And as you see her pull back the bandage on the shoulder, you can just see that like it's, it's, it's not just bone and tissue, uh, but you see this sort of, almost liquefied uh like like rivulets of silver that seem to be coursing throughout the shoulder which 
would be probably even worse for you. It's not good for him, but it's uh, but you can tell that he likely was hit probably by a similar bullet that you all were hit by, except he doesn't have the benefits of werewolf regeneration and supernatural powers and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Maybe while we're here, if we can gather uh, some small totems or items of importance to the uh, pack members that are missing, A, just for the sake it might have their scent, or B, while we're in their spirit world, if we can find things that were of importance to them, because spirit world kind of sometimes has that fuzzy logic. Maybe if we have something that's of importance that might have like a little bit of their personality tied to it, that might help us go in a direction. I'll try and scrounge for something like that. Yeah, that sounds uh, that sounds really good. Uh, so Bodhi's pack, uh, he's got. Let me get get my full list of names up again. Uh, so Bodhi runs it like he's sort of like mm-hmm. the de facto leader. Bunker, Tyler, Rosie, uh, those are the others. Um, and with Bodhi, uh, you probably get like. You know that he's a um, former, he's like a California kid. Mm-hmm. And so you probably find what looks like a necklace of some kind. Uh, it's got like a little shark tooth kind of deal. Nice. Uh, with Bunker, um, you know that Bunker is ex-military. Um, so you kind of find the equivalent of, of, you know, he's got some sort of small like hunting knife he has that he probably carried with okay. him for a while. Uh, uh, Tyler Moonsong, she is very much a singer. Like she very much is a performer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can probably find something like relevant to like maybe like a, a vinyl album or something like that of, of note. Uh, and then, uh, Rosie, you know, was, uh, one of the better hunters. She's not necessarily the strongest, uh, but she's crafty hunter tracker, that mm-hmm. kind of type. Uh, and so you know that she uh, carries quite a bit of like furs of other animals that she keeps like in on, on honorifics. And one of them that she carries is this sort of like red fox pelt um, from when she was very young. It was like her first her first kill. Uh, and so all of those you can you can gather up. Okay, perfect. Oh yeah, small pack for something to be able to carry that. And excellent. Okay, hope for the best. Okay. Uh, anybody else? All right, then. Um, uh, sorry, just yeah, one. No, then no, if there isn't, uh, just uh, quickly to Titan also. I did want to tell him um, there is a, a one of our wolves is back called uh, Hector. Uh, we had to knock him out a little bit. He's a rambunctious pup. Um, but if you could make friends with him, uh, we're going. He's not. He's not good at reconnaissance. He's not good at being smart about people. Um, so we're going to leave him here and we're heading back to, so there's this evil cabbage in the Umbra with the tentacles. I'm sorry, are you using the right word there? Is this a language issue? Like, c'est comme, very more, it's very big. It's like, uh, it looks like this and, and there's lots of little bits and tentacles are coming out like that. Uh-huh, uh-huh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, yes. it's about the size of like a several story building, maybe three story building. Right. Uh, so you want us to befriend this Hector is that what it is? Bring him into the. Yes, just the make sure he doesn't do anything reckless. He tends to be a loose cannon. I see. You can you can count on me. I will I will bring him 
into our group. We we shall share stories. Thank you, Titan. It's uh, appreciated. He's maybe he's tell actually, him about the Umbra. He's actually very um, he's he's actually very excited in some ways that you're actually <laughs> using his real name for once, and he feels perhaps that you have finally accepted him. I've been really tempted to call him Titus the entire conversation. <laughs> Such a good guy. I actually got confused about which was his real name. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> Hang on. It was Let me very tempting. No, it's, it's definitely Titan. I know this. It's Titan. It is Titan. It is Titan. <laughs> I do know this. Let's try. Okay. All right. So with that, uh, you all get back in your vehicles or you make your shifts, whatever it is that you want to do, and you, you venture back. Uh, travel. Uh, so you make it back towards it's um, we'll probably put it at around nine o'clock or so in the night. By the time you return, um, you remember. So re- this is this is partially for, for Aram is just sort of refreshing everyone's memory. The coordinates, Whispering Sands, they all same place. And it was there was sort of a, a highway, an interstate highway, very kind of lonesome sort of two two road uh, two lane highway kind of deal. But large gap between any kind of population. So the closest being Florence, which is like a 20,000 people kind of city, but that's still a ways away. And uh, there was a turnoff that was blockaded from that highway. And you all had found some kind of rocky outcrop somewhere off in the desert to pull your vehicles behind. And that's where you had hit them. When you return dark highway, there's no lights. It's very, very dark. Um, But I will say that one thing you do notice and this is in the physical world, no world necessary, you see lights. It's almost like a, like when you're driving around a neighborhood and you see like a baseball field's lights on at like a little league, uh, you know, at a little league field from in the distance, it kind of has that feel. It's probably not quite that much, but you definitely have that feel. And it's exactly in the direction where you just were. Um, you'd look at you know, for those of you with good eyesight, you look on on the the mountain ridge where the camp was for the stargazers. You don't see any like campfire brewing. Everything seems to be dark up there. But you do notice those bright white lights. It's not natural, uh, and you don't recall seeing street lights. Like there weren't any street lights within the neighborhood themselves. Uh, so that is what you see when you kind of return to the same area that you were before. Uh, so how do you want to handle the approach? Well, seems like they're here. Should we leave the vehicle and and go in wolf form? I guess. I I don't know how we're going to sneak in, though. I mean, Mm. that place is lit up pretty big. Well, there's a few things I can try to do. And I can can at least make it so that they can't record us with any devices while we're in there. It might be good. Uh, yes, let me set this up. I'm going to cast a uh, rite of the forgotten record um, and okay. d- d- uh, put it up so that any uh, devices that they have recording might not get our image at least. Okay. Uh, wisdom investigation roll. Uh, <laughs> sounds good. Um, and you are incorporating everybody, right? Yes. Okay, so then you should be taking... Uh, four rage dice into the cast. Uh, so whenever you bring other people into that, like that's just like the penalty basically for it to go potentially okay. wrong. Uh, so add four rage die to your to your casting. Um, 
am I, is it right to presume that you guys are going to hide your vehicle again? If you took one same place, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I did such a good job the first time. I'm sure. I mean, this will be good. You couldn't even find it last time. So you yeah. just stole a different one and you drove yeah. back. <laughs> like, where did we park that damn thing? <laughs> <laughs> did we even have a vehicle? Uh, okay, so go ahead and make that roll. Uh, How do I switch the dice to, to rage dice? Sorry, I'm just using... Um, uh, you can sure. just roll four D10s app. Just roll it like normal and then just roll four separate D10s and we'll know that those are those are the rage dice. And then roll like four more separate D10. That's fine. Is there a recall? And... Uh, okay, so you've got three more successes uh, and you did get a single one. So it will be one brutal outcome. Okay. Uh, as you do have two successes. So when it comes to brutal outcomes, each brutal outcome um, on the rage, hang on, I mean, uh, I think causes. So it's a, it's a brutal success because there's just one of them, two mm -hmm. of them, two of a one or two gets you a brutal outcome. Right. She has one. She has one from the initial roll. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, you're right. Serious? I'm sorry. You're right. That is a success. What am I talking about? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yep. Sorry. Yeah, you so only have, not have the teeth on the dice. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a total of uh, so it's a total of six successes. Uh, and then <laughs> that I'll note for later, because that's like basically their difficulty to be able to record you for later. All right. Fair enough. OK. So with that right done with the vehicle stashed with the lights on in the distance, um, what do you guys do? I guess scope out for a little bit at least to see kind of like what they're doing, where they're going, what equipment they might be using, stuff like that, just to get an idea since we are uh, pseudo familiar with them now. Okay. So why don't we do it this way? Why don't we say like, let's split it up maybe two groups and you guys just each do like a, like a, like one group goes one way, one group goes the other and you kind of get what you see. And so we'll just sort of do like maybe top row and bottom row. Uh, so if, if somebody on the top row, so if like Eustace, if you want to give us a roll and then take a bonus from Selena, and then if like Jock, you want to do a roll and then take bonus from Lou and Duke, uh, and we'll kind of see what y'all see, uh, awareness okay. obviously is the skill, uh, wits would probably make the most sense here. Um, but if oh, there's something five, else, I do that. Five, there's something well. else you have in mind. Yeah, we're. Exactly the same on that. Okay. Man, All right. I'll give you I will, a uh, I'll spend a willpower to uh, re-roll re -roll those. Okay. At least re-roll this one. Sounds good. Jux, you have so much rage inside you. <laughs> I do. I'm very rageful. Uh, yeah, so that didn't work out too well. It's a I brutal success. Earlier. Okay. Two successes and a brutal and a brutal. Okay, we'll start with the top. He's row an angry as, wolf. <laughs> yeah, as the as the top row, uh, you got what three successes? I think Selena, as you and Eustace, maybe you yep. all head east. The other two head west, or the three head west. Um, as you start tracking around, um, what you two notice? Uh, very immediately is that there are people here uh, and I would say everyone notices this. Um, there are what looks like several temporary um, floodlights that have been set up 
uh, relatively equidistant around this uh, this development. Um, And all of it seems to just kind of be casting light both in and out. Now, the development itself is still very, very dark with the exception of the uh, like kind of the exterior, the perimeter of it. There's like you still don't see any electro, you know, electricity on. You don't see anything like that. Uh, So you really just have this like rim of light where you can see uh, the the like the outermost uh, the outermost homes and what looks like space that they've mapped out for building a wall. Uh, The other thing, Eustace and Selena, you notice uh, is that there seems to be kind of a temporary sort of set up for like a like a base like where it's just sort of looks like uh, like tents have been set up uh, and there's a few that are mixed together here and there they have what looks like plenty of equipment like tech out Uh, you can see some people are in some sort of almost like hazmat suits Um, and you notice that there is a big digital clock uh, that right now says 57 minutes and is counting down Um, and I would say the other thing you notice, one last thing you would notice since you got three successes is that you see there is these long cords or tethers uh, that many of the people in one of these little base camps seems to be tending to. A few of them are just kind of kind of holding it or watching it and they are strung like into uh, the development itself. Like it disappears into darkness eventually, but you can see that they're keeping an eye on it. Um, it has almost like the feel of like an old school uh, like an old fashioned, like deep diver type of deal where they had like breathing tubes, like into the, into the suit itself. Uh, the other three, uh, you all start sweeping around the other side. You find that there are three, um, three helicopters, very large, not unlike the one that you found actually, uh, when you were in the previous, when you were kind of heading up towards the previous echo lab site, uh, very kind of has the same sort of look to it probably carries somewhere between like 10, 12 or so people. Uh, and you can see them all uh, systematically sort of separated here by a decent amount on a flat surface, uh, much like the top row lights everywhere, people everywhere. Uh, I would say you guys would probably estimate maybe three dozen. Um, you do see that there are kind of two kinds of people. Uh, there are people who have very big guns and then there are people who don't. Uh, and the people who have very big guns are both like right on the edge or the cusp of the uh, of the neighborhood where the where some of the camp and some of the lights are set up. And others are doing patrols. Uh, and it's one of these patrols, uh, these like sets, there's like this sort of pair that is, is sort of sweeping around that I'm going to say is what's going to trigger that brutal outcome. So as Jacques, what form are you in, Jacques? Oh, uh, just wolf. Okay. So as you are moving, I'm assuming the three of you are moving relatively stealthily as by, you know, just staying into the darkness, nothing, no rolls necessary, but maybe just the rage takes over. You just sniff, you, you smell them. You see all of them here. You hear the story about the spirit and they're just, they're clearly doing something. They shouldn't be here. And maybe just instinctively a growl, uh, erupts. And that's when, they're they're alerted and you can hear like the you're like hey what the and they hold up their guns they got a light on it and your eyes reflect and they're like oh target target practice and they start firing essentially at that point um so luke give me um and then you're at a distance we'll say like you can charge in if you want but we'll say just right now give me a dodge roll uh so go ahead and roll like um uh we'll make this like dex 
and uh, probably just athletics, I think, as they're going to try to. Balance in this group, the like hyper uh, combat person and the two not particularly combat people in one group. We're ready to rumble. <laughs> and they're they're shooting at me? All right. Uh, no, they're just going to shoot at Jacques. I'm going to say Jacques because oh. Jacques's the one who made the roll. So he, he so they're gonna, that's who they're going to shoot at. Uh, so they're just going to fire. Uh, so we'll go ahead and make a roll. I'm going to do my roll. I have these guys plugged in. Uh, we'll kind of go from there. Jesus, I'm doing terrible tonight. Uh, any willpower? Okay, they no, do clip you. They do clip you, actually. Uh, so as you as as the as the ground in front of you starts to erupt uh, with like dust and dirt, uh, and you start to dart away or dart side to side, uh, you feel one of them catches you, kind of in the hind. Uh, it's going to be. It's not silver, which is the good news. Um, it's going so so. It's. Uh, it's not going to do anything that you probably won't be able to uh, take care of, but it is going to do. Hell, they go uh, five uh, five points of of superficial damage. Holy shit! Yeah, because it's uh, uh, all right. Uh, you know, you guys know Jacques. <laughs> He uh he immediately shifts into his bow and charges. Okay, so you shift into his bow, you charge. The gunfire is here. you can hear it everywhere. Uh, other than this strange hum of like a various machinery, Eustace and Selena, like it is a very quiet area. And so when gunfire suddenly erupts, it's very noticeable, not just to you all, but to everybody else. You can pe- see people kind of shouting left and right, etc. Uh, and so you're gonna <laughs> shift no. in. Lou and Duke, what do you both do as you're nearby as well? Um, I'm also in lupus form right now. If Jacques is drawing attention, um, I'm going to look at the helicopters and see if they've left the keys in the ignition, if I can steal that. Sure. Okay. Or Um, any computers or anything like that that I can grab for information, any of the devices lying around. I'm a loot. I'm a loot them. I'm going to loot all okay. their stuff. Are you looking, so are you looking to sabotage them? Like, so like they can't take off or are you looking to just sort of recover any sort of devices that they might've left inside? Uh, for now, I'm going to try to first off, take their, their keys so they cannot fly and shoot down at us. Okay. Um, I don't think a roll is necessary. We'll just take half. I think your tech is high enough that you can just get a free roll. Uh, probably not so much keys as you just do some kind of, you just mess around with various control panels. I really don't want to destroy the yeah. machines, so. though. I, I don't think it's like you just you just hit it like with a sledgehammer. I think you're smart enough to go in there and you know yes. like what to sort of unhook, unhinge. It's really trying to avoid one of my bands right now, Jeff, by stealing okay. keys. <laughs> All right. But yeah, uh, so we you got just it. go in there and you start destroying uh, destroying computers and equipment and all that. Okay. Uh, and then Duke, what are you up to? Um. Yeah. So Duke is in whatever the wolf normal doggy form is, and he is going to attempt to do a I don't I don't know what we would call this like a ask for aid howl for the stargazers to try and persuade them to come help. Okay. Um. (laughs) We set up a secret call. Last time we were here. 
Yeah, it's like a secret this. handshake, but with howling. Okay, let's make this an etiquette roll, maybe. <laughs> sure, I got etiquette. It's fun. Etiquette charisma? Just, just yeah. Just okay. Something like that. Uh, and maybe it'll be the type of howl that is recognizable as a Garu in need. All right, and then I get plus one, plus two. <laughs> it's just short, short. Right. <laughs> That's what I was like. <laughs> Just this weird Garu SOS. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> well, um, three successes. So, and <laughs> so, what I'm going to say is that the brutal outcome in this case, I don't think it's going to necessarily affect them. It's not going to be like you're howling, fuck you. <laughs> you know, it's not, that doesn't really make sense but i will say is like maybe what you do is like uh, the brutal outcomes probably just because you're howling so loudly um it's just you're gonna effectively give away your your position really easily and so one of one of these guys that just shot at jacques will suddenly turn their gun over in the opposite direction and they kind of lock eyes at you at this point and they see uh it's not their turn but um but we'll say sure. that's what it is uh, okay, so Jacques, you uh, so you're you're charging in uh, in in your hispo form, Lou. You ran to do something with the helicopters, and Duke, you've you've called out uh, Eustace and Selena. You hear the sounds of gunfire. You hear the sounds of a wolf howl. Uh, I'll say that from your position, you definitely see there's a little bit of concern with some of the folks uh, in this little base camp, but many of them don't aren't leaving. Uh, but you do see. Uh, two, uh, two people with guns, uh, two, 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 these kind of gun toting, um, security folk, Merck's locker room. Uh, you see them start kind of trotting over, uh, in the direction of where the gunfire was. And they're kind of radioing down, trying to get updates on what's ha- what's happening. Uh, so what would the two of you do in this situation? Okay. Here's what I'm sussing out. A, these folks do their research. They got reasons to think somebody can probably be in there for says 57 minutes. I'm going to guess that was rounded out to an hour, possibly more. Let's say they were really shitty guessers and it's less than that time. But there seems to be a good chance they would have researched somebody could be in there for a period of time. Two, there is currently a lifeline to lead somebody who goes in there back out. And so we have a small window for an idiot Mm -hmm. to just go running in there right now before everything goes sideways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. are you that idiot? I'm volunteering to be that idiot. You know? <laughs> oh, no, I thought you were going to be like, and good thing we have Melissa here, because as everyone knows. <laughs> All right, so use this. What does it look like? Like, are you in a particular form? Are you trying to stealth in? Are you just trying to go speed? Like, what? What? so what is what is the strategy? Um, do you have anything in mind you think you could do that to even just briefly distract them while I just probably, like, was it Glad was probably better for stealth because the that lets you move quicker, get plus two to physical. You're bad at uh, communicating, but you get plus two to physical. So it's probably my Lupus, best bet. For, Lupus also gives you plus two to stealth, but you get well. a minus two to stealth. Uh, is it a minus two? I thought it was plus minus. two. Plus yeah, two dice this, to survival stealth. I thought the big wolf gives you a minus. That's two the big wolf. Minus. That's his. Hispo's minus. Hispo is Hispo's plus minus two, two to, to non-stealth physical. I said lupus. Yeah. Lupus is, mm. is plus two to... That's what I meant to say anyway. Uh, that's okay. plus two to stealth. But yeah, I'd probably do that. Try and stealth in. If you can think of anything that might 
give me just a brief distraction because this seems like a good chance to hop in there. We've got a lifeline to lead us back if we can find them. Um, sorry, I was just reading over which gives uh, nothing gives you a plus two to stealth. Everything's yes, a minus uh, two. Lupus gives or, you uh, situationally. Is, situationally yeah. will give you a plus two to survival okay. and stealth. I can do hair's leap just to jump up in the air a whole lot and just <laughs> grab attention. I mean, yeah, you get you just do the <laughs> ET moment, man. Leaping with the moonlight. <laughs> <laughs> So like what is that jumping around? Yeah. It's just you know, I'm all for us planning things and trying to get everything set. Just, just like stationary <laughs> jumping, all things in moderation. I mean, the, the amount of time, Melissa, that you have just tried to fit the extra jump into a situation—it's all I have that makes me special. It's literally the only oh. thing that I have. Oh. And you smoke weed? That's special. Yeah, yeah it's true. You're the only one that yeah, does that. Yeah, because like I have tobacco. wind whistle. But it's more for like finding your way back out of the umbra, and we haven't needed it. And then I've got healing stuff. So your solution might not be on your character sheet. It could just be in your imagination. Uh, as like I there are many lights around sheet. here uh, that are up, like these stationary lights that are up here. There's tents that are up here. You could hair sleep uh, knock one over. There's yeah, you can hair sleep knock there's one a big over. Counting like down there clock that might need a destroyed. It's a, it's a yes. No, and. we need the clock. That's useful. Uh, hair's leap is a roll, so there okay. is always a risk of that, but I'll give... A brutal hair's leap. All right, we'll start then <laughs> or I lose with the Selena, and then we'll, depending on how Selena does, might give, we'll, we'll give a varied boost to Eustace trying to dart in there uh, uh, without getting shot. Make sure you drink, several Eustace. Times. Oh, yeah. Listen, uh, at least it's not silver, guys. If I lose the rage, I'm going to so <laughs> It was silver. Jump shopping. Join me, Melissa. Join me. <laughs> Face plants. Yeah, That's a good point. I'm just picturing Selena in lupus form, just bouncing. You can be lupus. You don't have to be human. <laughs> just constant. Oh, no. Freaking no, darn it. Come near Duke and you can get it back. Oh, I okay. lost the rage in case that was unclear what oh, that no. uh, response was for. Uh, welcome, Raiders. Oh, uh, just no. time for you to lose what a my damn rage. <laughs> it would be so funny if it was like the E.T. moonlit background, but it's a werewolf that just shifts back into a person and then falls. Probably <laughs> yeah. flop on the ground. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not funny, but it's really funny. Well, because I think I don't get to do the... I don't think you do get to no, do no. it, yeah. He starts oh. moving up, turn into a human. <laughs> <laughs> it's a distraction. And that's the distraction. <laughs> okay. uh, Damn it. So, uh, so basically, it's just shifting. It doesn't mean you can't do stuff. It just means you can't shift into the form because you're out of you're out of uh, rage. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could do. I mean, you could still do something as you try to shift into your form. Um, so I was, I was near one of those <laughs> like light post thingies okay um like i'm I'm kind of envisioning the ones that are like th- they have like wheels at the bottom because they like got wheeled that into place right sure of where they yeah. are so it's gonna like jump up on it and now i'm just like wheeling it in a circle so that it like okay. sends the light going out instead of going in here's what i'll say um 
give us a I, I think a, I think you're plenty strong enough to knock it like you can knock it over. You could wheel it out of the way, whatever. Um, are you doing one? I'm assuming you're doing one that's relatively close to where like this whole camp is set up that Eustace is trying to dart through, but not so close as to immediately be shot. Um, yeah. So why, why not give us like a stealth test or something um, to try to do this? without just sort of being immediately detected. Stealth Dex? Sure. Sounds good. Okay. Frickin', frickin', frick. Uh, one. one success is all right, but, I mean, you could spend some willpower. Uh, I'll re-roll the other three. I, okay. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I did it wrong. I, I spent the willpower before I remembered that the button, the uh, sheet it back. It. All right, two successes. successes. Okay. So um, what I'll say then is you you try to shift, but something, you know, whatever it is, like like maybe frustration overtakes you. Maybe like Eustace is running in, you hear the gunfire like going off somewhere else. Like all of this is just becoming uh, really frustrating. But um, you are able, I'll say, to kind of wheel it, and, and in doing so, it bumps into like a rock. You find a rock, you just jam it into, and it starts to teeter over, and it crashes to the ground. And you can see the bulbs and stuff shatter, and you can hear uh, somebody like, "What the? What was that?" And like, and you hear boots uh, as they're starting to to rush over in your direction, uh, and you try to like, kind of stealth away. Hey, hey, who are you? What? Did you guys see someone? And like they're just kind of doing this. They think they saw someone, but they're not entirely sure. Uh, and so Eustace, we'll say mm-hmm. that'll give you. I'll, I'll, I'll say she had two successes. Take plus two. Um, okay. And just go ahead and roll, and then describe what it is that you're doing. Because it's still. I mean, I'll see. I'm. You know, I, I I shift slightly. I've got my pack. I'll kind of bite on like one of the, the tethers of it, so I can carry it with me whenever I go in. Okay. And I'm just waiting for that moment where they just look away even for a second to try and dart in. And hopefully just the confusion of the moment will be enough to get in there before they can shoot. And honestly, I don't think that they would want to chase me in there. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be one of those things. If I can just like shock them enough to be like, what the hell is going on? Uh, uh, well, that was messed up. And if I can just get in, I don't think they'll chase me. Okay. Uh, so you want to just make this a speed thing, like a mm. speed roll as opposed uh, to a stealth? Uh, either um, way. Athletics sure Dex, still maybe? Athletics mm-hmm. Dex, I would think. Uh, yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Let's do or it. Sure. Stealth would have been better for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's all okay. good. Everything's going to be fine. Okay, yeah, I don't know about we, that. We have uh, replacement characters back at... Splitting <laughs> the, car- the Splitting the party has always gone so well. I kind of did it to you this time. That was pretty uh, good. Three is totally fine. Um, Let me see. See how well they do. Uh, They don't do well enough. Uh, I'll say this. You hear shouts. um, You hear a couple shots go off. But then you hear, what the fuck is wrong with you? Don't shoot. Like, jeez. And then you don't hear anything uh, as the gunfire stops. You raise past all these these tethers. uh, And you just rush into the darkness of a a very benign looking suburban neighborhood. Um, okay, so I'll my start question, working on my next character real quick. Yeah. So the last thing we see, I'm is the only one with 
is his fluffy tail uh, as it disappears and gets swallowed up by the darkness, the same darkness that swallows up the end of the of the tethers. And we'll, we'll check back in with you in a minute. Uh, okay, so let's cut then back to the other group. Uh, as Jacques, you have uh, on, on, on your turn, you had shifted and you were basically charging in. Um, and I'm going to say that this is happening probably on the same turn in which they've already fired at you. This all happened so pretty fast. So if you want to come in and get a shot, go ahead and, and take a swing at them before they fire again. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do a, a, a free rage check real quick to see if I can uh, heal one point of superficial um, yeah. health damage. We'll say that you you closed the distance last turn, and so now you're starting basically up melee in range. Is how we'll, okay. we'll describe it. Okay. So my my razor claws come in to disembowel. Okay. So question for you, because we did this wrong way back when. Are you trying to attack both of them, or are you just trying to attack one? Uh, I'm just going to attack one. Okay. Uh, and- Okay. Shocking on. Assuming yeah. that the rest of my pack is probably right behind me because of course, you know, why wouldn't werewolves. they be? There's not, there's not helicopters to sabotage and very complicated. You know, he's just assuming, you know, to do. Yeah. Packs getting shot at. You know, the pack is going to rush <laughs> in and deal with that shit. But, uh, <laughs> Boy, he might you, be wrong. I mean, it's. Possible. I think Hector <laughs> is going to win over Jacques. I think that's what's about to happen. <laughs> uh, yeah. Go ahead and give it a roll. Uh, Let's see what I got for their stats. So if you're attacking one, um, I will do. Yes. What the hell was that <laughs> roll? Holy. Finally, oh I got God. a good roll. <laughs> okay. All good I only one have. Dies. I only have three successes. Uh, so you have ten. Um, describe how it's, you uh, kill him. <laughs> Actually, wait. No, they have, they have armor. Uh, what's the plus? What's the total? So just give me total damage. Uh, the difference uh, is se- the difference is seven uh, plus uh, whatever it is you got. So the diff- if the difference is seven, the total is ten. Okay, total is ten. Let me check their armor. They do have armor, but not. Jeez, <laughs> oh, uh, not that much. Uh, they do not wow. have that much. Uh, so Jacques, describe how you utterly obliterate this guy. Yeah. So. Yeah, he lunges in uh, in this giant direwolf form, and he barrels this guy down and clamps his jaws around its throat while his back claws rip its guts out, and then he just bites his head off. And then shakes it off, spits it at the other guy, and looks at him growling. Okay, so the... These guys are familiar, obviously, with the concept of werewolves and supernatural stuff, so nonetheless so i'm so like certain things so so it's not going to necessarily take him like the the delirium isn't going to necessarily take over however i'm gonna roll to see if he shits his pants and runs (laughs) away um i will say (laughs) i understanding and seeing are two different things i i think i think he's going to he's going to start backing away but he's not going to run away so he's like basically backing away firing shouting like ah oh we got wolves we got wolves and he's firing as he's slowly backing away and firing as he goes um okay uh so go ahead again give me another one of them those dodge rolls that athletics decks as he is at a distance uh, and see if you can keep out of um out of harm's way as these uh these bullets fly 
Okay. Uh, I had four successes. You had four successes. There's no difference. Uh, so you are like the, the ground is exploding around you. Uh, a, a boulder right next to you just erupts as it, it, it kind of gets torn apart. But you're just darting left and right, blood dripping from your mouth. Maybe at one point you slide behind the collapsing body of his friends. A few bullets go into that one, too. And by the time he's literally emptied his clip or whatever, you're like, you're you you're you you're without taking damage and he is still slowly backing up but he didn't straight up run away so he's still within range of you to do something um duke what do you want to do uh i'm gonna say that jacques ripped the head off the one that was about to shoot you uh as he had turned and maybe that momentary turn allowed it allowed jacques to kind of close the distance even more easily uh duke what do you want to do uh yeah i guess um duke will move closer to this last guy that's panicking and he'll shift into the human form and he'll be like you know what i learned today i have riz and then he's gonna use (laughs) stare down and it automatically succeeds because he's a mundane human so he just like freezes and then i'll tell Uh, jacques he's not a mundane mundane is meaning like they have no knowledge of the supernatural so yeah you still have to roll you're probably gonna be okay though uh, but give the roll. Uh, All right, no crits. No. So <laughs> why did I only roll? Oh, that's for the rage check. Okay. Yeah. I don't know You're why. Good I rage. Roll. Yeah. <laughs> I learned I have Riz. The guy's like, wait. Hey, what's Riz? <laughs> I'm very sorry. <laughs> uh, I like to like, apologize I, in I this like, moment. I know what drip is. Like, <laughs> you take a look Charisma. at it. It's pretty good, right? But, <laughs> I haven't heard that before. Oh God, five. Yeah, yeah, you're fine. (laughs) Five successes is more than enough. As he turns in your direction, he watches you shift out of one form into the human form. And then you say the most inexplicable nonsense and his face just contorts into the epitome of confusion. And he kind of just sort of sways a bit like he's a boxer getting ready uh, to get knocked out. Uh, Lou, are you just going to, we'll say you're continuing to just go through. Is there anything in particular you're doing besides that? Uh, yes. So can I, um, have a gift running at the same time as a right or only one? Uh, I think you're fine with both. I don't think you, there's a, there's a difference between the two. Okay. Cause yeah. I, I know I, don't I can think you, probably I don't think they conflict. Then I would like to switch into uh, the Glabro form. Uh, so I will check with a rage dice. One thing I will say is uh, if you're going to go into a right, rights are technically, they're not like instants the way like a gift is. Like right is technically something that should take a few minutes. To the right is the forgotten process. record one, which is running okay. right now already. already. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the For gift the would, the gift that I was going to start uh, was, uh, <sighs> Penumbra senses or gremlins. I think I will start doing the gremlins actually. Okay. And we'll see what we can disable. Okay. Um, here is the, yeah. Ooh. I love it. Oh, uh, I, okay. I accidentally just hit the garbage can instead of the roll. <laughs> so uh, I'm no, going to. Now you got to find it again. One of the uh, helicopters explodes. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um okay while while you're yep. fixing it was fixing. gonna take you a minute 
let's cut yes. back over then to Eustace and Selena. Uh, Selena, you're being you're being hunted now. Uh, now they don't have an immediate beat on you, but they know your general whereabouts, but not to the point where they can fire at you. But you can hear crunch, crunch, crunch. Be like, you know, seems like come out, come out, wherever you are. Kind of does like the De Niro thing and whatever. Uh, but but they can't see you, and they occasionally go like over there, and they fire, and it's like you freaking idiot, it's a cactus. What the hell's wrong with you? And then like over there, like that's a what the fuck, man? That's a goddamn boulder. What's wrong with you? Like I saw something as they're like going back and forth, and they continue to sort of weave around. The shit doesn't fall on its own, man. There's fucking gunfire everywhere. Someone just yelled wolves for Christ's sake. Uh, so Selena, with that in mind, with the fact that you're being hunted, um, and you hear voices, you're by yourself now, uh, you are separated from the rest of your pack. What would you like to do? Yes. Because Selena lost the wolf, she is going to stealthily zigzag serpentine towards Duke because Duke can get the wolf back. Okay. Uh, so... You're gonna you're gonna try to you're gonna try to stealth away <laughs> serpent stealth serpentine. Is that what you said? Did I yep. understand that? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Give it a roll. Sure. Uh, stealth is not my best. That's three successes. Three is enough, honestly, uh, as you are able. Like you, you hear the crunching as maybe you start moving further away uh, from the lights, further away from the development, kind of out into the. Uh, into the desert towards that ridge of like those those red mountains up to the north um you start moving off in that direction a bit and you hear them still crunching away but they're not near you and more and more their voices their occasional shot like more and more that becomes further away and you feel yourself at this point you're you're well away from the development and you're kind of off on your own uh but no one's around you you're in the clear you're kind of in safety but it does mean you're kind of out of the immediate ability to affect what's going on yeah and, uh, and i'm assuming that wherever the gunshots were is probably where jacques and duke and lou were so she's gonna be like getting away from the current danger and then moving that way to try to okay. find duke we could say yeah i mean we could say it'll probably take you like a full turn or so to sort of circumvent around especially since you're inhuman uh and you're not able to shift over into kind of a faster form um okay Eustace, uh, we're going to kick over to you. Eustace, you are in a darkened um, suburban neighborhood. Um, Mm -hmm. You can see that there are about five or six different models of homes, but none of which seems particularly um, out of the ordinary. It all looks very, very normal, except for the fact that there is next to no light other than this. Now that you look back, a very almost frosted, vague light coming from those uh those floodlights meaning like it's like light coming through like a frosted window it just looks different you almost feel yourself kind of being pulled on tugged on in a way that when you first were traveling throughout the umbra like you know that you really have to focus you really have to focus it's too easy for your um your body to kind of deteriorate and you know whenever you're kind of traveling it has that same kind of feel to it but you know you didn't pass through the gauntlet you know you're not fully in the umbra but you can feel that same kind of effect like something's tugging and pulling away at you um you i'll say that you you have the option here if you want to continue to follow those tethers 
or if you want to do something else, it very much spreads out like you would any neighborhood you would expect to find. It's not mm -hmm. perfectly grid, but there's like side streets, there's driveways, there's homes, all of that kind of looks the same. So as you're staring at this sort of increasingly darking, darkening development, what do you do? All right. So it feels weird to say this, but I feel like this is a situation where I'm going to let myself go back to the Hamid forum, right? Just going to keep myself calm. Going to take that shark tooth necklace, put it on. Get the knife out, put it in hand, carve mm -hmm. me a little symbol to help me notice if I come back around this way, something that it's not even so much that I'm actually marking an area, but by me exerting my will of memory, like some little bit of my ego will stay impressed here using that knife. And then um, just going to get into that weird herky jerky spiritual mumbo jumbo where I'm going to just try and start looking for any signs of where our fellow pack mates might have been. And part of how I'm going to do that is I'm going to take out the record. And uh, God, I don't even know what her you know, music of choice is. Annie uh, Lennox. Wow. Okay. <laughs> but Eustace is going to do his best to kind of tap a rhythm on the record with the knife while wearing the necklace to kind of have all three things in a synergy. And he does have performance, actually. So he's going to do his best to hum and sing along one of the songs that he does know off that record and kind of try to create some sort of spiritual synergy to see if he can, while he's hunting along for them, see if something mm. sparks. Uh, I love this. Uh, we'll go performance resolve. Okay. Okay. Give that a roll. Um, while you're doing that, let me check back on Lou. Lou, how did you do with your role? Did you get it all situated? Yes. So I did successful rage dice check for as a gremlin. So Lou kind of like bends down to the ground and just shadow uh, appears in a pool and she'll dip her fingers in and start pulling out these little uh, little creatures with maybe six arms on either side, little furry heads and a little big butt somewhere between a mix of a spider and a gremlin from the, the movie. Um, and uh, I will go, it's time for you to have fun. Um, and I got four successes, which is computers, electronics and um, engines. Oh, my. Uh, That's yeah, the... so I did very well. That's excellent. Yeah. And I unfortunately, if I had five, I would have gotten guns, but I only got four. Okay. So, well, they have all of those things. And so you're, oh, yes. Now they don't work spread. very well. Yeah. And so they're, they're just like they're, a they swarm starts and, to, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, wonderful. Uh, okay. So the, those helicopters are going nowhere anytime soon. Uh, Eustace, how did you do on your performance plus resolve? I got a whopping two. Two. Okay. Um, After spinning so, willpower. As you as you start kind of singing, like, no more I love yous. Like you're just kind of singing it out. <laughs> and Language you're like is listening. Now. And you're listening. And then you actually do hear something. Um, maybe as a response, maybe not. But you hear a, you hear a ding. Like this, this ringing of a bell. It doesn't sound like they're trying to make music along with you necessarily. It doesn't sound like it's along the same like melody or harmonizing with you. 
but it certainly sounds like a bell. Um, and now that you mentioned it, this is actually the first time since you've crossed over into this development that you that you actually remember hearing anything. Because very quickly, mm. you remember the sound of them shouting and such just dropped away completely. And this is the first time you've heard something. And you can sort of triangulate it. It's it's probably down this one very small side path. You can see like there's a cul-de-sac and somewhere in this darkened cul-de-sac that's you can barely see the contours. You just hear it almost sounds like a dinner bell. Like and it's just going over and over and over and over again. Nice. I'll go in that direction and just kind of like using the chalk in the in a labyrinth. I'm just going to use the knife to just kind of like leave a little path that I can follow back. Okay. Um Okay, the closer that you get, like you're behind, you're leaving, you know, your various carvings and such that sort of give you your path. The closer you're getting, the more and more you're hearing not just the bell, but now you're starting to hear voices. Voices. Um, it's chanting, maybe. Um, like this, it, it does actually sound harmonized at a certain point. And it's like, Every time the bell rings, like there's this slow motion of the sound, like, and then the chants start to do the same thing. It's like, like the music is just sort of bending and bending uh, as you sort of step into the middle of this cul-de-sac. You look around and you can see almost like the all four of the homes that are surrounding this cul-de-sac are kind of undulating here. Uh, Give us a stamina composure. And we'll, we're going to cut back to Jacques and Duke, who have a target who is just sort of swaying there. Um, you do know that, that you've been making a lot of noise, gunfire, etc. So there's no one immediately on you, but they have guns so they can fire. Ah. Uh, what do you guys want to do? Eight. Dear God. Uh, wow. We'll come back to that in a sec. Oh, my God. You're rolling too. well today. You guys are. Uh, so Jacques, Duke, uh, you guys, this guy's dead to rights if you want it. Uh, what do you two do? Uh, yeah, I think Jacques would just pad up to him. Then, you know, kind of just lurch up like a big dog does and put his paws on either side of this guy's shoulders. And then just take the faceplate of his skull and his jaws and bite it off. Okay. Then so spit it the out. mouth opens. <laughs> You just rip it and just spit it out. And for like a couple extra seconds, he just still kind of just stands there swaying. And then there's a delayed collapse to the ground. Um, You do hear the sounds of voices. They're like, call out. And you also hear like the sounds of of them trying to communicate on like on the radio as well. Like report. What the fuck was the gunfire? And like you can tell there's a little bit. No, those radios don't work. Mm-mm. Um, those ra- uh, radios everywhere or just the radios in your helicopters? Five meter radius. Five meter radius? I tell you what, you rolled so freaking well. I'm going to say those radius, this is close enough. Absolutely. So you just hear <laughs> nothing's coming through, like whatever it is. Uh, okay. But you do hear the, the, the sounds of people closing in on you. Uh, Duke, what do you do? Uh, Duke will, um, I guess, would Duke see Selena coming or no? Uh, not her. yet. Not yet. Okay. I would say you probably wouldn't. She probably wouldn't get there yet. We're going to take at least another turn to get to you. Okay. Yeah. Um, I guess Duke will kind of usher Jacques and we'll, we'll look for like a location. Maybe we can hide or like wait mm-hmm. for someone to come check on the bodies and then kind of pounce at them. 
Okay. Um, you can give us, I mean, a stealth is fine. You can give you a survival uh, as well if you're just kind of looking for like an ambush point or something like that. Like we could just do that as well. Um, about subterfuge. Sure. Why not? What do you want that I'll with? I'll take it. Uh, wits, I think, usually in the moment. I like that. Okay. Hey, three successes good. that's very good i mean it's 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 essentially it's going to be when they're when they're looking it's contested against what would effectively be their awareness test uh they don't necessarily have awareness but i have a, a number for them uh, and we'll see if they're able to hit it okay um so jacques you see duke kind of motioning over there's this small little hollow in the ground there's a uh like a, a series of these these desert rocks that are stacked up but there's like there's some some space between them because of the uh, the, the non flat sides allowing you kind of to to sort of see through. I mean, you, you kind of get the gist of what he's trying to do, yeah. probably. Yeah, Jacques would sort of stealth into that area, but he wants to get enough distance between him and Duke that if somebody saw him, they're not going to get drawn towards Duke because sure. it's his job to protect Duke. Uh, if you would like to just roll a, like your own separate stealth, that's fine as well. You can just roll, you can do that. Um, and while you're doing that, Lou, we'll say you gremlin, the gremlin army is unleashed and they are going to town on these helicopters. What uh, what Excellent. would you like to do next? Now, I'm going to take off my doggy backpacks that I always have and look for a say free... doggy backpacks? Yes, because they're ones that fit the dog. I have a dog. I know this stuff. They have okay. everything for dogs. <laughs> oh, sure, sure, sure. Um, but yeah, so I'm just looking for documentation. Uh, maybe if they're bringing helicopters in, it's probably got a lot of their kit in there. So some spare devices, maybe information, anything I can steal that might be useful. Okay. Um... I would like to do a robbery, please. Uh, I mean, I think there's no real, really role necessary. Um, I would say that like you're going to have limited information uh, from these guys. These definitely just seem like security. Uh, I would say I am willing to leave the yeah. helicopter area and go steal okay. things from the perimeters. As I said, we're collecting data. I'll say this from your angle as you leave out the back of the third helicopter and you look mm -hmm. off, uh, we'll say to the east, you can see that there is a series, there's there's definitely a staging area where there's a series of like, there's like an ad hoc camp series of tents that are up. Uh, lots of light in that direction. Um, a little less light now as one of them has tipped over. Uh, that probably would be the best place to go. Um, okay, if, if you're that's looking where I'm to going. Steal. Okay. And I'll say just to carry just to carry it over, uh, at least for a little bit, we'll say your turn is getting there. And when you look uh, at this point, there are somewhere in the neighborhood of eight or nine people uh, with uh, non they, they definitely don't have like security gear on. Like all these people that Jacques has been fighting that Duke just uh, just sort of mesmerized. They're very much like the locker room agents you've seen dressed in sort of black fatigues, like kind of gray camo pants. And they've got these sort of heavy, um, uh, like, you know, they definitely got like military, like paramilitary gear. So like you you know that they're equipped and what they can do, who you're seeing mostly around this series of tents. They don't look like that. Uh, they look much more like the types of technicians and workers that you saw mostly in zombie form. Uh, when you were visiting the Echo Lab site, they, they they look like sciences and scientists and technicians. You see, there's computers, there's readings. A lot of them have tablets out. They're reading. A lot of them are like peering in uh, to what looks like an opening. 
uh, in the side of the the development, like they're going right down what looks like an auxiliary street. They have some like telescopic contraption, like they're literally looking through this giant telescope that's pointed directly down the down that street. And there's a series of these tethers that disappear into the darkness. And I'll say that's where we'll leave it off. And you can kind of think about what you want to do at that point. Um, there's probably only like maybe two more people left that actually have guns in that area. Everybody else looks more like a tech. Um, okay. Um, let me jump back to Eustace. Eustace, you rolled really well on your stamina, you said? Yeah, I got a crit with a total of eight successes. Holy. It's so yeah, well. <laughs> it's like, oh, what, you want me to roll my two best stats? I'd love to do that. <laughs> uh, okay, Didn't man. Didn't even have to use um, willpower to get there either. You uh, you begin to drool. What what form are you in right now? You Hamid? Yeah. You are drooling That way I can actually wear the necklace, hold sure. the record, hold the knife. You're you're still drooling as like your mouth is like watering. And for the briefest of moments, you see extending out in this uh, in this asphalt concrete uh, like cul-de-sac, um, what looks like a like a long like a lengthy wooden picnic table, uh, atop of which you see an array of food. Uh, and it's beautiful. And like like the, the way it's set up too, you can see these like sunflowers that are kind of helping the sort of uh, the sound place of it all. Like it looks so um, well, uh, like well set. You see people kind of like beginning to suddenly form from the darkness around as there's a the bells and there's chanting and they begin to close in. And there's this circle of maybe 15 20 people uh, hand in hand and they're all closing in like they're constricting on this lengthy picnic uh, picnic table. And you can see that their faces are very blurry, hard to discern, but they're chanting and they're chanting and they're chanting. And then they eventually just sit down and they start eating. Um, You feel for a moment, a sharp stomach pain, but you realize that it's probably not real. Uh, and your test very quickly, you realize like it's somehow affecting your senses, but you're able to get hold of them. Yeah. I remember that uh, story about some lady Greek mythology, ate just a couple seeds. Nope. Uh, and so, yeah, and that's what you see around you. Um, it's a, it's like, it's like a, it's like a big old outdoor, like Thanksgiving table with a bunch of people dressed in, um, very white and flowery clothing. Uh, you can see women are in like sundresses, barefoot. It's something Selena probably in Calypso and stuff would really enjoy. Uh, and you can see the men are like wearing these kind of wide brim hats and almost like farmer gear and farmer clothing as they sit down uh, to eat. Nobody really looks the part of any of the folks that are missing from our because uh, we had know. the Californian, the, the ex-soldier, the musician. Yeah, none of them you, really seem to. You do notice that there is a large, um, like on the center of the the center of the table, there is like almost a cartoonishly large, uh, like silvery covering, uh, where you presume a very large turkey might be underneath it, and you can see that there is a man. When he stands up, he's got this wide brim hat, kind of white clothing. It's all very sort of thin and loose. And he kind of reaches out 
almost Charlie Brown kind of voice. And he starts to it's pull them in there. the silver uh, covering off. And you just see this hunk of fur and meat and blood. Okay. Well, uh, all right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are that, well that. past the point of is it just a is it or is it multiple figures in there? Well, Eustace, you tell me how close you want to get. Well, I intend to rescue whoever that is. Okay. Uh, we're we're beyond the point of stealth, and whoever these things are, they are so ravenously hungry, or at least that's mm-hmm. what in, what Eustace assumes of this, knowing the feeling that he just had. Okay, that his assumption is to turn into the biggest wolf he can and do the whole thing like a mama wolf will grab the baby by the scruff of the neck. He just okay. wants to turn into a big old wolf, not Krinos, but like Hipsa, ra- his Hispo or Hispo, Hispo. Yeah. Okay, make your rage check. As don't are, lose rage. Please don't lose rage. As you are shifting, and you presumably, I'm assuming you're going to be successful. Uh, no. Nah. Oh. It's okay. I still have rage. I still okay. have rage. Good. You Good. watch as the, oh. as, you, as, as you, you shift, and you're getting closer, and you're beginning to kind of flex your, uh, your size a bit. You just see something fall from the sky and just drop right in front of you. Like literally you feel the wind as it hits your face. And when you look down, you see a werewolf skin. (laughs) Go ahead and roll composure. (laughs) Go ahead. Oh my God. I cannot believe resolve composure and resolve (laughs) composure plus resolve uh difficulty of four okay my goal is still going to be to move towards the one that i assume is still living on the plate that's my goal Hmm? but uh oh god three re-roll power I will willpower to roll okay. three of those. Difficulty of four. The four four is difficulty. So I just one. need one success on three dice. Yeah. I think yeah. I got a nine and ten. You got in a there. crit success actually. Yeah. Because uh, okay. you got two tens. Okay. okay. You got a this ton creeps of me out super bad, but Seven I think there's successes now. Okay, so I'll tell you this. First of all, you absolutely one hundred percent recognize this pelt. It is. It is the fur of rosy you can see the coloring uh completely and utterly skinned it's messy and gross and as you step a couple feet closer you can see the skinned carcass of a wolf when i say wolf i do mean like hispo form similar to you and they have been and they are lying there in underneath this this little silver um the silver platter but i will say they are are moving they are shifting okay well if if my crit is enough to give me the resolve to save the skin absolutely my friend because i would bring it back sling it over my shoulder so to speak but if i think there's any chance that that other one there is still got some some that's left to him i'm gonna grab him and start 
Okay. Trucking back. Okay. So you grab them. Um, I'll say you throw the the pelt around you and you grab this carcass of a wolf and you start dragging it away. We'll come back to you later. Let's check back in with Jacques and Duke really fast here. As you guys, one of you is stealthing away. Uh, Jacques, did I get your, your stealth on that? What your number is? Oh, uh, yeah, I got three successes and a brutal outcome because it's me and apparently i i get brutals every time i roll okay tonight so Ow. i'll say it's you're still success i mean it's still successful the issue is just that uh, like for me i've been treating it as like instinctively a growl just comes out every now and then like you just can't help yourself super like rage you, the absolute yeah. hatred is and so you can see uh duke you can see this jock you can see this they're coming up they have their like they're again there's two more they're coming up they got their guns up they're looking and they're looking and they're looking. And I'll tell you this, you're, both of you with three was enough. They only had a two and they don't see you. And like they're slowly moving up. They're like, oh, what the fuck? What the fuck? And then they go to get on the radio and they're like, hey, we've got. And then it immediately gives us terrible feedback. Oh, fucking God. And they rip it off their, their vest and they throw it to the ground as it still continues this like this palpably painful uh, feedback uh, that just kind of re- reaches into the ears. And that's when like maybe Jacques, that's like your, like your growl comes out and they're like, huh? Huh? and they turn around and they just sort of like hip one of them. Actually, we'll say both of them, both of them kind of hip fire off in your direction. Um, go ahead and I'll say, do your athletics uh, decks again uh, to see if you can dodge out of the way. I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to give them a penalty uh, considering the situation, though. Let's see what we got. <laughs> that's a terrible roll. All right, that's way better. Okay. All right. Uh, I got three successes and a brutal. Now, I don't know if the brutal is good in this situation or not. In this situation, I don't. I, I think you're okay. Uh, you manage with the first one to dodge out of the way. They just get. They just start blindly firing, like reaction in the direction of this growl. Uh, and you are quick enough to move and dart across. I will say, since your intentions were to keep it away from Duke, you run maybe away from Duke so there's not any spray back in his direction. But the second one does actually get you, and it's going to be for superficial damage again, uh, as they do manage to. to can I clip you as you're as you're going past the second one? I did roll really well. Um, now, uh, Duke, you're in the area. Jacques, you're in the area. Both of you, uh, they just they just shot. They got to they they're at range. They got to go first. Uh, what do you guys do? Uh, as a minor action, Jacques goes Krinos. He's tired of getting shot. Fair. That's fair. And he does okay. Okay. Um, okay. And then he lunges out to wholly murder the guy that just shot him. Okay. Uh, again, same question. Do you just want to go for one or do you try to want to hit both at the same time? Because uh, you can make, you can target multiple opponents at once. Um, I'll Remind say they're close enough. Works. So you basically split your dice pool. Uh, so let's say you have 10 dice hypothetically. You say, I want to, five of my dice are going to go toward this guy. Five are going to go towards that guy. Okay. Uh, yeah. We'll do it. Okay. Let's and you can, that. and you don't have to, it doesn't have to be like equally split. You can decide how many goes to each. Okay. Like you can split it up. So just say. Just roll in it in advance and then split it or. Uh, I think you do need to, I think they're technically separate okay. rolls. So, uh, but you can so roll them all be, together. 
And we can just eight. say the first number is, is for that. Okay, it's going to be it's 12 dice, so I'll do six and six. How's that? Okay. So we'll say like the the first. Um, and you ha- I imagine you first have a couple six. of each dice. Yeah, first six and second. Yeah, yeah. First six okay. and second six. Well, actually, wait, 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 wait. That That's not going to work out that way. No, because of the range. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll, just, plus, I'll can, just go after one. I'll just go after okay. one, and I'll, I'll let Duke get the other one. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, we'll have to figure out how to do that in Foundry. Good luck with that, Eric. <laughs> Here Duke comes. Yeah, there goes Duke. <laughs> uh, and I'll spend a point of willpower to uh, re-roll three. Okay. So the way that worked out, the first person got all of the bad oh stuff, and the second person might be okay. Ah, oh, that sucked. Uh, seven successes. Okay. Um, Dif- a difference of three. You succeed so, with a difference of three. So four plus four, eight points of damage. Okay. Uh, I think that that's actually, just what Foundry does. Foundry just puts the successes first and the non-successes that's what I was after. Gonna, that's, so. that's what I yeah. was going to say. It's like it's not going to work that yeah. way. Um, yeah. Okay. So, uh, I'm sorry. Would you say six total? What was, what was the total? Or eight? Seven. Eight. Eight. Seven. Eight. eight. Okay. Well, no, actually, that's wrong because I forgot that's I've got my uh, razor claw. So that's six and four, ten. All right, ten is actually enough to kill him. So go ahead and describe uh, how you. Slaughter this one too. So as in Crino's form now, he just he lunges forward and he just spears both of his claws through this guy's stomach, <sighs> grabs his spine, and pushes his body away as he pulls his spine out. You basically predator him. Yep. For a moment, the body again just sort of like hovers and then just falls flat as you have the spine and like a partially decapitated head just kind of hanging. In your spot in the spine, which kind of goes a little limp, and you're just holding it there. <laughs> and I'm gonna again, delirium doesn't apply, but this guy just saw his friend have his spine literally, uh, literally ripped out. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna run. Uh, he's uh, 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 and he's gonna turn as if he's gonna run back to those tents. Uh, but Duke, you get to go first before he actually. Uh, uh yeah, Duke is not trying to kill anybody. Duke is trying to go. <laughs> Your hands are totally clean. Yeah. He doesn't <laughs> kill anybody. He's going to try to go look for like either like a megaphone or if they have some sort of like speaker system that is working. I've got he, bad news for you. <laughs> okay. 10 meters is not that far. This place is 15. probably massive. Was it 10 meters or is it was I think it was five, five. meters, it's five meters. Oh, yeah. It's five not meters. actually a very big so, radius. Well, yeah, once you get once you get over to the tents, yeah, everything's working fine. Yeah. So Duke's looking for something like that so he can try to make a uh, outreach to all the individuals left. Uh, OK, Um. sure. Uh, give me. Oh, God. Uh, wits. We'll say. Investigation. See if you can find something like that. You're looking for any signs of anything that might be an intercom, a speaker, um, anything like that. One of those old fat. What are those things that like the you hold above your megaphone? Megaphone. Megaphone. Something like that. (laughs) I'm not even gonna Uh, roll it. Okay. Okay. 
That was a, a fail. <laughs> oh. uh, you don't notice anything, um, but I will say as you get closer to the tents now, you see Lou, and now you see coming out from the shadows to the north, you see Selena now approaching. And so I'll say Selena, Duke, Lou, you're all within sort of visual sight of each other. Um, but you you don't notice anything. They all seem to have like either walkie-talkies, uh, like, like you can tell that the tech guys you know, the, the people, they have like a walkie talkie, like on their, on their belt. Um, and then you can see the security folk have something kind of on their, you know, on their, on their, uh, their chest. Um, so Lou and Selena, then, um, the two of you are here. All of you can kind of see each other at this point. You can see that again, there's about eight or so technicians. There's like maybe two security people left. Duke, you know, that there is one other that Jacques is probably going to destroy and obliterate in a second. Um, so what would Selena and Lou do in this situation? Lou is going to kind of look to her side and maybe there's a, like a little natural, uh, species for a lizard, uh, there. And she's going to go, hello, little friend. I need to borrow some abilities for a little bit. And for a moment, you can kind of see superimposed a larger spirit on it. Uh, and she's going to activate, uh, dropping gremlins, but everything is destroyed back there anyway. Um, blur of the milky eye uh, for the very first time, which is a new ability I have gotten. That is, uh, the werewolf form becomes shimmering, indistinct blur, as though seen through six mist or skewered lens, even in broad daylight. Um, and I am going to sneak my way into a tent full of people, kind of just cavalier-esque. Because it's okay. a terrible idea, and it's time to loot the science guys. There are definitely shadows and nooks and crannies, and you can tell many of them are kind of huddled around various devices. A few of them on this strange, like telescopic device. Others that are seem to be around looks like consoles that are outputting data. Uh, there are these flap open tents that looks to just have supplies and such inside or maybe uh, you can see generators and things as well um i do think there's plenty of places to sort of kind of tuck and as long as you're not trying to pickpocket them i think you can probably move pretty easily without uh without too much of a without no. like a roll or anything just um, want to listen to their conversations and take things off their desk okay uh you notice there's a giant uh clock which we'll say is at this point down to like 45 minutes. It's really actually this whole last hour has been like about 10 minute, 15 minute kind of, uh, you know, real time in game. Um, okay. So if you're just listening um, to what they're saying. And, and taking the papers and the compute stuff, maybe not the computers, but, you know, a little cell phone on the side here and there, a little paper okay. here and there. I'll tell you that. Imagine you picking up a whole computer just. <laughs> it's mine now it's mine now what is that i don't know it's some weird milky thing but why is the computer flying in the air <laughs> oh that giant telescope you are looking at right now i'm going to take this um if i can right, put so it the, in my backpack it's mine the general conversation seems to be they are monitoring what seems to be an advanced team uh that is pushing further and further uh, and they're sort of referencing various layers uh, and like they're kind of trying to get to like a like a nucleus or a core. And like they kind of pass by this, pass by that. You can see that on one large screen, not a tablet, but like literally a, a large display screen. There is something that looks 
like um, almost like an X-ray, uh, and you can see this massive shape, uh, not unlike what you all saw in the Umbra. Um, and it looks very much the same, but you can see it's almost sort of been cyst- like like the whatever they're scanning with is kind of piercing through some of that outer membrane, did and you, you're seeing like layers you? and layers of it. I will um, take the pictures of the screen. Sure. Uh, okay. Uh, and then Selena, what are you doing? Uh, Selena is going to uh, stealth her way over to Duke. Um, okay. And she looks sort of like sheepish human. It's sort of like the like she's kind of funny, you know, that she's like lost the rage, kind of like it just kind of like head down. And um, if it looks safe enough, she'll just kind of like whisper in Duke's ear that um, Eustace went inside. Yeah, that's fine. You can you're close enough to each other that you can whisper and all that kind of stuff. I'm fine with that. Duke, how do you feel about that news? Well, uh, I guess we'll wait for him to come back out. Okay. I'll uh, handle your predicament in a moment. Okay. Uh, let's go back inside then. Uh, Eustace, you, uh, you've you got this pelt on your mm-hmm. back. Uh, mm-hmm. You have, with your teeth, you are dragging this uh, skinned hispo form werewolf carcass that is kind of squirming and you hear a little bit as you're moving. You can tell they're alive actually. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're tracking, you're going back the way you came Mm -hmm. uh, and you're tracking the little bits. As you follow those marks and you expect the road to curve back out Mm. towards that main stem on which all those tethers should be, you notice that that is not, in fact, where the road seems to go as your road with the very carved marks that you put weaves off and kind of goes down this other street and you just find yourself okay. every which way. You see the mark. It's like you didn't make these many markings, but you're f- no. there are markings and markings okay. and markings. I'm going to switch tactics. This thing has <laughs> its own logic, but it's got an intrusion. It's got a worm coming in right so i need to look for what isn't fitting its pattern you know the okay. way a tree will kind of grow and evolve around something that's kind of what this thing does just at a time span doesn't really work the way it does in a regular world but then some bitches outside are shoving something in so i need to look where things aren't following this pattern and kind of do like a, a counterculture sort of thing and go that way that sounds go to the that sounds wonderful uh give me a Give me a wisdom um, plus. Oh, yeah. I want, yeah, wisdom plus your awareness. We'll say. Okay. I'll pick awareness and I'll pick a stat that's equivalent yep, to that. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. And five. Wow. Oh my Excellent. gosh. Every nice. single um, dice rolled was a success. I don't want to be in here. <laughs> I hate this so okay. much. <laughs> well, I have good news and bad news for you. The good news uh-huh. is that you um you certainly sound uh, like you certainly hear 
excuse me, let me reset that. You start venturing off in a way that breaks the pattern. And so one of the things you notice uh, as you are traveling down this road, and again, there's about five or six different models of homes, um, very slight variations between them. Um, all of them like desert landscaping. You don't see any grass or anything like that. So it's all kind of got that zero escape look. One thing catches your eye and you almost pass it is that you look over and you notice that instead of there being a driveway into a garage, you see a driveway that goes into a carport. It's the first carport you've seen. It's a fairly high end, uh, distant sort of neighborhood and seeing a carport is like it's there. And when you look up in, you know, kind of up this very slight gradient this incline uh, into the carport, it's just like a black hole. It's just pure black. Again, there's very faint light everywhere in your forum. I'm imagining you guys can see a little bit better. There's, there's actual gifts that let you do this right, but you, you can kind of see a little bit, but you can't see it's like this opaque blackness, but you can hear a sound coming from it. You hear tink, 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 like the sound of metal hitting metal. Well, I, I don't relish this decision, but I choose to go towards that because, okay. yeah. Okay. So you about, dragging the body with you or do you leave the body behind? No, because okay. I mean, the spirit world's funny. I'm not about to drop it and then not be able to find it again. You climb up the the incline and you you're right now on the cusp of this this carport and again it's just it's like this opaque blackness you hear the tink 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 and you still can't see anything this close but you plunge in and you are in utter darkness you can hear tink 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 and then you hear like the sound of an old-fashioned like television staticky turn on and you look behind you and you can see sitting on like this old fashioned, like mid century modern TV stand in the middle of the driveway that you just climbed up, staring back at you. The screen turns on and you can see what looks like a blacksmith hammer tinking on some kind of tool that they're making. Tink, tink, tink. And you hear the sound of like a like a like a Discovery Channel narrator, like a David Attenborough voice kind of pops on, and you just hear like they sowed wealth beneath the earth, but found only shadows. And I think we're gonna end on that for tonight, because I like <laughs> the face that I'm getting from Jerry <laughs> right there. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, uh-oh. <laughs> Dude, there's another, there's a different encounter in here that I cannot I think you wait are to spring on you. Hella lost. <laughs> oh wow. my god! Wait to spring this other one on Jeremy. I oh had good talk intentions. A, talk about super splitting the party. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, that was, that was, I was everywhere on that one. Yeah, you guys were all over oh. the place. <sighs> so we've got we've got Eustace inside dragging the body and perhaps the 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 pelt of a. Uh, of a werewolf. We've got 
Duke, Lou, and Selena, who have rejoined each other. Lou is messing around with some equipment, but Selena and Duke are right there. And Jacques, you're in Crino's form, about to literally slaughter a second one of these uh, without probably much difficulty as they run away. So that's where we're at. That's where we'll end on. Uh, and we'll kind of pick it up from there. Um, stop it, music. Go off. Okay. So, yeah, there we go. Why don't we do some uh, closing plugs and we'll get on out of here. Jeremy, um, we're going to start with you because you have a confused look on your face. Okay. Uh, dude, seriously, there is another encounter. I can't wait. If you Okay. If it it's so then stupid. Then I can't wait. Sometimes when I write stuff down, I'm like, what? what you, what's wrong with you? This is dumb. <laughs> this is so dumb. Uh, Jeremy, tell us about this Patreon. Yeah, Aaron, we saw on Patreon. If you've got comics, maps, tokens, fun stuff, check it out. Perfect. Excellent. Uh, let's kick it over to Aaron. Aaron, uh, what is going on over on Agar Black Games? So on Garblag, uh, next week, I think everything should be back to normal. People are healthy again. The holidays are over. So Millie should be back on Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with some Coriolis. Fingers crossed. I will be back on Wednesday in the narrator's seat with some more Marvel Multiverse Cataclysm of Kang while we finish off the Friendly Neighborhood. And then on Thursday, Pete will be back um, continuing his run of Heroic Deeds and the Red Hand of Doom. Fantastic. And you're also going to be running our next game. So here on this channel tomorrow night, our next game's Aaron, you want to tell us about it? Fantastic. So join us tomorrow night, same time. And we're going to be returning to Cubicle 7's Warhammer 40K Wrath and Glory. We're running through the Litanies of Lost and the Vow of Silence adventure. Our uh, our intrepid uh, uh, team of troubleshooters were on a mission to recover the uh, thigh bone of St. Hephaestium uh, and also root out some traitors at a monastery. But things went awry as they got attacked by a party of orcs. So join us tomorrow to see if Ashley lives. Personally, I was very happy with the outcome. I orcs are a lot of fun in 40k and you, I blew you totally roof blew a, just, was I was very excited to do that I was so I was so was like, whenever cool. I started to go inside I'm like wait that wait was perfect. I want to blow up the roof first <laughs> that works so beautifully <laughs> so beautifully uh all right and then what else do we have after that Saturday uh will be the next game after that we'll be playing uh some Call of Cthulhu continuing our eternal lies campaign we are starting up a new location we're doing Los Angeles 1936 very fun time uh, Monday, we'll be back to Fragged Empire. See top row in that game. Uh, sci-fi weirdness. It's not as dark as Warhammer 40K, but it's space and it's weird and there are aliens. Uh, and then Tuesday, uh, you can see a bunch of us here as we get back to Marvel Multiverse role-playing game uh, as we're going to be doing some uh, some X-Men schools out and maybe we leave Mojo World or maybe we no. just hang out. Maybe yes. we just hang out. I kind of like here forever. I thought it was fun. So uh, I think <laughs> if we all come together. You can't say no, right? You can't say. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then obviously next Thursday, we'll be back with more werewolf and we'll see just what the hell else is inside this thing that Eustace has climbed inside. Uh, we're going to go ahead and pay for it. The raids. Thank you to Toyzilla uh, Network. Take you to ins and oddities. And thank you to a Valdranth belatedly for the raids. I really do appreciate it. If you haven't checked out their channels, go do so. Uh, we are going to raid Insomnia Night RPG because every time I raid them, something weird happens, and that's funny. So have a good night, everybody. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see y'all later. Good night.